we can make life better for people with dementia and the diagnosis of dementia does not mean the end. This is Messages of Hope and I'm Celia Filkey. More and more people are being diagnosed with dementia. There are positive signs for better ways to deal with the disease medically, but they are still just a hope for the future. What about now? How do you face dementia with hope when a cure may not be ready in time for you or your loved ones? Today I'll be talking with Gay, who is a care manager in an aged care home. She has some surprising insights to debug some of the misconceptions about dementia and can offer hope and encouragement despite the negative aspects of the disease. Gay, what attracted you to aged care and in particular dementia? So I recognised fairly early on in my career in aged care that people with dementia were far more intelligent and interactive than what people gave them credit for. And it's just remained a real passion to see that we can make life better for people with dementia and that a diagnosis of dementia does not mean the end. I hear a lot of people talk about dementia in terms of just memory loss. Is that accurate? It's far more than just memory loss. It can change mood, it can change emotion, it changes perception. It all comes down to what part of the brain is being affected, right down to, you know, millimetres of the part of the brain that's being affected. And so that's why no two dementias are ever the same. Are there other misconceptions about dementia? Probably one of the, the biggest ones is that people with, they assume that people with dementia are stupid. They assume they can't think for themselves. And it's not true. You know, people with dementia certainly have areas of the brain that are being affected by the dementia and they can't um, function in the, in the way that we normally would. But other areas of their brain are working perfectly well. Sure, they may have a problem with, um, say, finances, because that's an area that is um, often one of the early areas that people struggle with. But yet they're perfectly capable of deciding where they want to live, what they want to do, whether they want to wear certain clothing, those day-to-day decisions that affect your life and your well-being. So when people take those choices and decisions away out of love and care for their family member, how does that affect the person with dementia? It's very disempowering, you know, and people become very depressed and hopeless and helpless. We all need to have some control over what our, our lives are doing Uh, And people with dementia are no different. They're the same, you know, and we need to respect their choices and decisions. What if the family's worried about them making poor decisions? If they're not making one that is perhaps as sound as what it should be, then there are ways of just discussing it with people, providing them with alternatives that are simple um, and that they can get their head around. Sometimes you just got to spend a little bit more time. They struggle with getting information delivered too quickly, so you need to slow it down. But Very often they can make really wise decisions if they're given the information in a manner that that makes it easy for them to take it in. Dementia makes it difficult for people to find the right words and keep their thoughts together. It's easy to get muddled and confused. So how do family members deal with it when their loved ones can't find the right words anymore? Language is one of the areas that often is affected and that's really frustrating because they know they're struggling to find the right word very often too. And so they often communicate more on an emotional level and using non-verbals. And my advice for loved ones would be to keep communicating through your feelings and emotions and through touch. Gentle touch on the shoulder, gentle touch on the hand communicates a lot of 
of feeling quite often. And, and a lot of people need that reassurance to know that they're being reached. I've heard that some people with dementia can actually be quite aggressive. Maybe they don't want to be touched. What's going on there? Often aggression comes about through frustration. And very often that's what's behind um, the person with dementia. They are so frustrated for whatever reason, whatever's happening. It could be their communication skills. It could be because someone's being mean to them. (laughs) Who knows? Um, But their frustration builds and builds. And unless you can find an outlet for frustration, it can overflow into aggression. So... For someone who's aggressive like that, the first thing is to is to recognise personal space, letting people be heard, giving them an opportunity to voice their concerns or the issue they want to discuss, giving them enough time to get it out, creating an environment where people are comfortable to have fun, to be silly. All those things can help to reduce the level of frustration that people are feeling. Of course, that's not for everybody. For some people, unfortunately, the area of the brain that's damaged is causing that aggression in the first place. But... Even in those people, if you can reduce frustration, you're at least not adding to it. We can't take away the brain damage, unfortunately. We don't have that capacity yet. But we can reduce the factors around it that are compounding the issues that are being faced by the person with dementia. The changes dementia brings to a person are obviously going to change the relationship you have with them. What are the unique challenges for adult children with parents with dementia? You often hear about, you know, the the child becomes the parent. And you are often forced to take on, as the child, you're forced to take on decision-making that you never actually envisaged that you would. You may also be forced to take on personal cares for your parent that you never envisaged that you would do. You would never have imagined having to assist a parent to go to the toilet, you know, to have a shower, those things. A lot of family members really struggle with that because that's not the right relationship. Trying to remember that that person is still your mum or dad underneath. And, you know, there's still value. There's value in every relationship there before if you look for them. You can often um, build a whole new relationship around that person too. Yes, they're not the parent that they were before, but there's still value. There's value in every relationship. People dealing with dementia often talk about the long goodbye, particularly if they're a spouse. Gay, can you explain what the long goodbye means? As the disease takes over, they're constantly saying goodbye to some part of of their loved one that they valued before. So it is a long goodbye and it is very, very difficult. Really, the only way to deal with those is to try and keep that communication and try and keep some honesty happening in the relationship still. So... One of other my, my catch cries is uh, don't lie. Don't lie to people with dementia. You know, when, when someone says to you, well, you know, I want to go home or when am I going home? Or it's easy to say, you know, at five o'clock because you're hoping by five o'clock they won't remember. It's not the way to do it because that's undermining relationship again. And that building strong relationships is so important. They need to know they can trust in, in what you're going to say to them, even if sometimes they don't like the answer. But how do you handle it when they don't like the answer? If I have a resident here who has dementia who asks me a question, I don't know the answer, I'll say I don't know. It's okay to be to not know. Um, you know, if, the, if they ask me a question about a, a loved one who's passed on, uh, for example, you know, is my wife coming today? Instead of saying yes or no, I will usually bring up a conversation about the wife. You know, how many years were you married for? You know, what colour hair did she have? What did she like to do? And, and very often in the process of the conversation, the resident themselves will say to me, oh, she passed away in 1998. 
I'll have residents who'll come and say to me here, I want to go home. And I'll say, yes, I know you want to go home. That's fine to want to go home. But at the moment, you need to stay here. You know, now they may get cranky at me because I said that, but they know that it's the truth. And I've had residents say to me, I've come to you because I know you'll tell me. Don't lie to your loved one with dementia. Tell them the truth. Sometimes it hurts, but sometimes truth hurts for us too. Certainly you haven't got to be brutally honest. You haven't got to throw it in people's face, but you do need to have that honesty and that that authentic relationship there. One of the hardest times for people visiting their loved ones is having to leave them at the end of the visit. Do you have any advice for those who really struggle with that moment? It it is hard. Um, The more you visit, the more used to it you'll get. And I don't believe in, in not visiting. I think people with dementia really need to know that their loved ones are there and are still connected and are still interested. Yes, saying goodbye is hard. With farewells, keep it short and sweet. It's time to go now, Mum. I'll see you on Wednesday at three o'clock and go. And trust that, the, that wherever your mother is, that the people there will then support her to get over it. Chances are she will actually get over it quicker than what the relative who's just left has. The relative who's just left is going to dwell on the fact that mum was upset and mum's gone off and had a cup of tea and is quite happy again. So, yeah, short and sweet, but honest. Today we've been talking with Gay, an aged care manager about dementia. Just to wrap things up, Gay, what inspires you to keep making a difference in this area of care? Seeing the results of giving back autonomy to people who have had it taken away. You know, seeing residents laughing, happy, having fun, having happy hour down in their room, seeing that they are able to still do so much when... Um, when I first came into this business, you know, people with dementia were tied in chairs, sedated and basically shells of themselves, you know. So now we're seeing people who are really involved and connected and staying connected right to the end, staying mobile because we put in things like falls preventions and try and use strategies around keeping them going. We use a lot of physio to keep people's muscles strong so they can keep walking, so they can keep doing things for themselves. That gives people a really high quality of life to be able to keep doing things for yourself. Yes, quality of life might not be what what we would expect or what they would have expected to have, but quality of life is still present. And it's really nice when you get that feeling of of, um, happiness and that family and and that the, the residents themselves are really comfortable in their own skin. That's what keeps me coming back, the residents at the end of the day. You're listening to Messages of Hope. For more about understanding dementia and ways to cope, go to messagesofhope.org.au or for a free booklet on dementia, call 1800 353 350. That's 1800 353 350. Even though we may lose our memories, God will never forget us. I'm Celia Filkey from Messages of Hope. I hope you can join us next week for another great Message of Hope.